Berea. We believe the Bible is the Word of God. Therefore, we are faithful, we are bold, we are the church. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience of the Word of God. Our Sunday morning service begins at 8 a.m. Tuesday Bible study, 7 p.m. Thursday, Acts of the Holy Ghost. If you are looking for a church home, looking for ministry and growth, I want to invite you to join us and grow with us. Listen, allow God to be God. We are taking this year with purpose and hope that you will too. The next voice that you will hear after the song something else with you that you may know that you may not know and that's this the Bible said that John saw him and he was coming here now, I'm paraphrasing it this is in Revelation uh, he was coming here and uh, and as he was on his way there he had a name that no man knew that name was not the name of Jesus because the name of Jesus had already been used for salvation as prophesied. 
as given unto us, but now the time or the dispensation of grace had come to a close. Uh, stay with us in, in Ezekiel. We'll talk more about that as time goes on because there is a, a season. So many have made statements, you know, I can't wait to make it to glory and I'm going to see my mother and I'm going to talk to her. I'm going to see my, my spouse that went on before me. And I'm, but listen, the word of God tells us that for those that make it in, uh, you're caught up, whether you're caught up or whether uh, the dead in Christ rise first and we which are alive are caught up, you know, that those that make it in are just going to receive a stone. It's going to receive a stone. This is one of the rewards of salvation. You're going to receive a stone, and in that stone is a new name. And no one knows that new name except the one that receives it. No one knows the new name except the one that receives it. I pray that you're having a blessed day. I pray that your morning is starting well. I, my prayer is that if you're coming to the end of a day, you know, wherever you are, uh, listening right now at this moment or listening later, God bless you. Certainly, we thank and praise God for, for allowing us to rise up on this 28th day of March 2021 and to be able to call upon the name of Jesus to bless him as well as to be blessed. This is Pastor Carl Henderson, and I'm here to bless you. God bless you. God bless you, and God bless you. You know, I want to remind you that, that, you know, the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. No matter what you might deal with, no matter what you, how you might be feeling, you know, uh, I was dealing with something. I was sharing with someone that I, I really felt I wanted to put someone in check, you know, and, and, and really, and, and this was at work in my position, and I really wanted to break it down for them. And I, some days went by and I decided to sit down and to break down a plan of action uh, to outline what exactly needs to be done instead of taking the path of my emotions. And the only thing they could do was respond with a word of excellence. And so we need to be careful what we do and just uh, allow God to use us you know, uh, face opposition with obedience to the word of God. And we, as Daniel showed the spirit of excellence, so can you, so can I, you know. And so uh, with that being said, let's go to God in a word of prayer. If you're able to stand wherever you are, you know, don't take your hands off the steering wheel. Uh, but let's go before the Lord in a word of prayer. Bless your Lord Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus, we honor you, Lord God, for your goodness. We thank you for your grace and your mercy. We thank you, Lord God, for waking us up this morning, giving us the activity of our limbs. Lord God, blessing us, Lord God, to uh, Lord Jesus with a mind to call upon you, a mind to seek your face, Lord God. Father, we thank you, Lord, for all that you have done. Lord God, we thank you for that which you are going to do. Lord God, we walk with expectations. Lord Jesus, to do your will. Lord Jesus, we walk with expectations, Lord God, to be obedient, Lord God, to those things that you have called us into. Lord God, we thank you right now, Savior. <coughs> Bless you, Lord God. Lord Jesus, we honor you for your presence. Come on, just wherever you are, tell them thank you. Open your mouth up and call upon the Lord. Bless your name, Jesus. Don't sign off on the prayer, but I want you to call upon the Lord. I'll talk about signing off on prayer another time, but I'm instructing you right now that that signing off on a prayer right there. You should be calling upon the Lord. Bless your name, Jesus. You should be calling. This is your time to seek his face that you might find him. Bless your Lord God. Lord Jesus, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We're here to thank you, Lord. We're here to bless your holy name. We are here, O oh Lord God, to give you glory, to give you honor, Lord, to give you praise. Oh Lord God, help us, Lord. Help us to praise your name. Help us to honor you. Help us, Lord God. Bless your name, Jesus. Help us, Lord.
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, remember those that are on their way, Lord. Lord, we thank you for those that are that will walk through the doors, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, for those, oh Lord God, uh, that are looking to be saved. We thank you for the soul that was baptized uh, in your name on yesterday, Lord God. Pray and ask that you would bless them, Lord God. Strengthen them, Lord God. Oh, Lord Jesus, uh, ask that you would help them, Lord God. Give them guidance, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. We honor you, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. We bless you, Lord God. We bless your name, Jesus. We bless you, Lord. We bless you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for the soul, Lord. Thank you, Lord God, for the conviction. Thank you, Lord God. Lord, for those that will hear your word, Lord, on today. Lord, those that will hear your word later in the afternoon, Lord God. Lord Jesus, and, and be led of your spirit, Lord God. Lord, we thank you. We know goodness. Your goodness leads us to repentance. Your goodness, your grace, your mercy. Lord God, governs us, Lord God. We thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Savior. Lord, we ask these blessings in the name of Jesus. Lord God, we'll continue to give you praise and to give you glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Bless you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. The writer said, oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. So don't get comfortable. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Hallelujah. Bless your Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You know, we're not in a season to be comfortable and just sit down on God and, you know, and just kick back and take it easy. You know, there are some times when you walk into the service and there's a, such a peaceful, uh, the, uh, the, the peace that, that rock resides, that's resting over the service. And there are other times where God is saying uh, that God, the glory of God is just slain, folks. You know, thank you, Lord God. We just bless your Savior. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We're going to uh, go into the word of God and, and to bless his name because that's what it's about. We're here to bless the name of the Lord, and, and I pray that you would help me to bless his name. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to help you to bless his name, too. I bless you, Lord God, mighty God. And so we'll be back after, after this song ministers to each of us. And while it is, it is ministering, I want you to remember a note here. The songs that our soundsters, the songs of the artists, and their producers are respectfully their properties. And so we don't want to ever forget that. Uh, since they are blessing us in a song ministry and whether it is a song that you're singing a song that, that someone else is singing certainly we respect and we thank God and we honor for the voice that God has given Amen Bless your name Jesus Mighty God Thank you Lord and certainly um, at Cornerstone we believe that praise and worship is something that we're led into it's not something we make you do. Uh, when you come into the church house, you, you're coming in here to, to give God praise. There's no other purpose to come into the sanctuary except to pray, except to glorify him, except to worship him in the beauty of holiness. There is no other reason. Everything else that we should have done, we should have prepared before we arrived in the service. But, and so when we arrive, when we come in here, we're just going forth. We're going to bless God. And I'm telling you, uh, the Lord has a blessing for us this morning. And uh, certainly, if, if you can, send a link to somebody else right now. Send a link to someone. You know, tell them to tune in and to be blessed. Mighty God, bless your name, Jesus. You have time. You have time. Just send it to someone else. Tell them to tune in to SML inside the pages. Bless your Lord God.
know why you're standing. That's what we do here. If we join into the worship. Without being told, we just, it's an automatic thing for us to just join into the worship of God. You don't have to know the song. But you learn it by becoming part of it. Bless your name, Jesus.
strength, your power, your grace, your name, mighty God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Can you just tell them thank you? We didn't come here to be quiet this morning. We didn't come here to get all relaxed. Stay at home. Sit on your sofa. Sit in your recliner. Sit at your table and get comfortable. But this is the house of God. Mighty God, we came to bless him. We came to lift him up, to exalt him. And I'm saying that for the sake of others. Because I know Cornerstone already knows this. But for those that may just be tuning in and don't know, we're appraising the earth. We're here on this planet to give God glory and honor by the lives that we live and how we conduct ourselves in the beauty of holiness. The Bible tells us without holiness, no man shall see the Lord. Paul said, I crucify my flesh daily. Something I, I, I have to do, something that I must do. I can't go without a day and just allow myself to just go rampant and just allow my feelings and my emotions and and different things to just do what it wants to do. No, because I'm here to praise God. I'm here to give him glory and honor and to enjoy everything that God has put here for us to enjoy. The very chair that you're sitting in is something that, that God gave someone knowledge to, to build. And, and, you know, instead of you sitting on a rock, you're sitting in a comfortable chair, you know, and, and a vehicle that you're driving. God gave somebody the knowledge to, to make some tires make them round instead of square, you know, to, to, you know, and different things that we're enjoying in our lives, no matter what it is, you know, God gave somebody the knowledge, and, and so, and, and we're enjoying, and so God's intention is for us to enjoy, to enjoy the life that we have. Uh, my heart is, is full, I'm thinking, I have a lot of different things that are on my mind, and so I solicit your prayers. As we are looking, as we are searching, uh, certainly first and foremost, and that is to do the will of God. And as we're looking to establish, you know, this is a time of opportunity. Yes, this is this is a time of opportunity. And it's all about how you look. And the Bible tells us that the power of life and death is in the tongue. Uh, he even goes as far as to say, call those things that are not as though they were. And I'm telling you, he said, I'll give you the desires of your heart. So let's make sure that the things that we speak about line up with his will. Let's make sure the desires of our heart line up with his will, because that is going to make a difference. I want to direct your attention this morning to the book of Luke, the fifth chapter. Luke, the fifth chapter, beginning at the first verse. Uh, give you a little moment there to get your devices or, you know, turn your, pages, but that's Luke, the fifth chapter. I'm going to start reading at the first verse, um, down through the 10th verse. And so uh, while you, when you have it, once you get it, join in with me and read. And it came to pass that as the people pressed upon him to hear the word of God, he stood by the lake of Genesaret. And saw two ships standing by the lake. Everybody have it? If you have it, I want to hear your voice. The second verse. This is Luke 5 and 2. And saw two ships standing by the lake. But the fishermen were gone out of them and were washing their nets. Verse 3. Let me hear you. Now, when he had left speaking, he said unto Simon, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a drop. And Simon answering said unto him, Master, we have toiled all night and have taken nothing. Nonetheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. And when he had done this, they enclosed a great multitude of fish, and their net 
prayer. And they beckoned unto their partners, which were in the other ship, that they should come and help them. And they came and filled both the ships, so that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For I was, for he was astonished, and all that were with him at the drop of the fish which they had taken. And so was also James and John, the sons of Zebedee, which was partners with Simon. And Jesus said unto Simon, Fear not, from henceforth thou shalt catch men. I want to just take the subject from what we have read. Some already may have may know uh, because it was posted. Is one good decision. One good decision can make a world of difference. One good decision. You know, there are some that made a, an investment in 1995. You, you may have seen commercials of it, or maybe you are a recipient of it. They bought stock in Amazon that now has risen to uh, uh, they, what they spent is $19 and some change uh, that you thought was too much to spend and such a risk. Uh, you know, some, some didn't know about it, but uh, some thought it was too much. And now it has gone to 1800% and they're retiring or they've paid off their school bills or they paid off their houses or paid off their vehicles because they made a good decision. There are those that, uh, that in, besides investments, uh, made a good decision uh, to go back to school. They made a good decision. Uh, instead of making an excuse, you know, everyone has an excuse. Now, all of us have made excuses. Uh, but we need to make a good decision because it makes a world of, di of difference. A decision is a conclusion or a resolution one reaches after consideration. Uh, what is, as I've mentioned some things, what are you thinking about? Uh, what have you thought about? There are a few things that ran through my mind. There are a few things that I've heard people say that ran through my mind, even uh, just within a few uh, seconds of mentioning, uh, because uh, they, they're not making good decisions. They're, they're making excuses. It is the action or process of deciding something after a question or suggestion. Uh, someone may uh, have asked a question, what, what can I do or what should I do? Uh, someone may um, uh, have received a suggestion and it was a good suggestion, but they're caught in the valley of decision. Some of us gather information before making a decision. And, you know, I had to caution myself about that because I, I like to be well informed. I, I, I want to know information. I want to know the parameter of things. And, and some of that has to deal with the fact of the particular vocation that I'm involved in uh, that I ask and, and dig into things the way that I, I do uh, because I'm responsible for information as a uh, technician as a analyst, as a software engineer, you know, I have to dig into things because you'll produce the wrong, um, it'll be a, a bad software uh, that is provisioned if you don't get the right answer. And so therefore it requires digging, no matter how annoyed a person may get because they think that you're supposed to automatically under listen. And so I, I have to sometime, not in the, my vocation, but when we talk about God, you know, um, I, I was listening to the, the word of God as, um, as one of the ministers uh, was speaking with the, the, uh, the, the angel, uh, Gabriel, and he was told that your wife Elizabeth is going to have a baby. And he was like, no, wait a minute, how, how can that be? I'm up in age, you know, 
And so, see, he dug a little too far with the wrong person because Gabriel said, I, I, I stand in the presence of God and I'm delivering it. So you're not going to have anything to say until she delivered that child from this moment forward. And, and so, you know, when God speaks to us and tells us some things, we need to we need to be careful. Some of us need to be careful because Mary asked the same question to Gabriel, said, how can this be? I'm a virgin. And he explained to her how it was going to happen. And so she was blessed from that moment forward. But, but the, the minister of God, someone that, that should have known the power of God uh, on a different uh, a difference, uh, did not make a good decision in this question. Listen, let, let's go on. Let's go on here. But some of us gather information before making a decision, and that, uh, and that could be an advantage or, as, as just shown, it could be to a disadvantage. Nonetheless, Elizabeth did have a child who is John. Others shoot from the hip. You know, you give them something and they'll run with it. Bam! They on their way. Make a good decision. I was sharing with uh, my son, we were talking about the gospel and the word of God. Well, the gospel, good news. We're talking about the word of God. And it was pointing out to him that there was a man that the disciples had seen preaching teaching and casting out devils in the name of Jesus. And they asked you, said, Ken, we want to stop him from what he's doing. And the Lord told them, leave that man alone. And he's not using my name in vain. That man, and I'm, I'm, I'm just paraphrasing, that man's going on about, he's made a good decision. He heard the word and he making, and he made a good decision and he's, and he's doing the will of God. What about you? You heard the word of God. Are you making good decisions? Uh, and so uh, there's those that don't mind taking chances. Then there are those that will not. Or they'll wait until some time has passed. Well, listen, uh, maybe you thought about going back to school, taking a class or two. Uh, then you made an excuse and uh, you know, and so now a whole year has gone by where you could have taken a class, where you could have taken more than one class and increased your knowledge. You remember, a man never rises above his knowledge. And, uh, and so you want to uh, increase your knowledge or you become stagnated. And, and you, don't, uh, you know, stagnated water is not any good. And so you become stagnated when you don't increase your knowledge. And so maybe you thought about going back to school, but then you said, well, you know, you made an excuse instead of making a good decision. And now a year that went by, two years that went by, three years that went by, you know, you, you have made it and uh, you could have completed a whole degree program. Maybe you wanted to look for another uh, job, you know, uh, what, uh, just over broke. Yeah, that's how some people call it a job, you know, you just over broke. Instead of investing in your own talent, you know, uh, you can't be afraid to make a good decision. I know a young man that was working for uh, doing collections and he was helping to pull in clientele for others, for some other business. And he, and he questioned himself, why should I do this for someone else when I can build up my own clientele? And he made a good decision. And now he works for himself in the collection industry. Uh, he goes to all that well at that time was going to the different meetings and learning more to expand his knowledge not to use for someone else but to use for himself to generate an income he made a good decision and it has made a world of difference he's a homeowner now it made a world of difference he he's taking care of himself and so in either case a good decision is waiting on you and that good decision is going to make a world of difference. Now, something about us that we cringe at making decisions sometimes. It, it's something, especially when we can't, uh, we can't see the full scope of it. You know, that, that means that we're walking by faith. Because faith is what? The subject of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. So then we are, we struggle with that. 
from time to time because we because we don't see it. It's not written out for us. It's not a plan. You know, if you if you for real with yourself, you, you'll admit that you've struggled with some stuff. And you know, I, I have my hand is up. And so, uh, you know, we all deal with that, but then we have to put our flesh in check because faith is not something that is seen. It's something that we are hoping for and we're going to watch it develop. We're going to watch it come to pass and we're going to call those things that are not as though they were. And so uh, it makes a world of difference. Now, I was reading in, in Hebrews, the fourth chapter, uh, and so that, that's my, my personal devotion right now is the book of Hebrews. And so I'm reading the Hebrews and the Lord talks uh, and, and the writer of Hebrews is talking about how they did not enter into God's rest because of unbelief. They didn't reap the benefit because of unbelief. And so there are some things that we will miss out on by making, uh, by not believing the word of God. A good decision is to believe what God is saying. It will make a world of difference. The Bible tells us in Luke, the 19th chapter, uh, again, the fifth, uh, uh, beginning at the first verse, and Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. And behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus, uh, which was the chief among the publicans. And he was rich. God doesn't have a problem with saving those that are rich and those that are middle class and those that are working to come up to where they want and desire to be. God will work with you, but it's going to require you to make some good decisions. And so Zacchaeus was a publican and he was rich and he sought to see Jesus who was. He wanted to see Jesus and could not for the press because he was little in statue. He wasn't uh, 6'5", he wasn't six, uh, six feet or 6'2", or, or but, but uh, he was short in statue. And he ran before and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was to pass that way. He figured out that the parade or the group of people uh, that Jesus was with, that they were going down a certain a certain path, that they were headed this way. And so he, he thought within himself that I'm going to go down there. I'm going to climb up into the sycamore tree so that I can get a good view of Jesus Christ. And when and, and when Jesus came to that place, when he arrived at that particular uh, place where uh, he had climbed up, and to the sick, he looked up and saw him and said unto him, Zacchaeus, make haste, hurry up, get out from there. For today I must abide at your house. Zacchaeus wanted to see Jesus. And so he acted upon his desire, which turned into a good decision. Uh, Jesus looked at Zacchaeus' actions and examine his desire and get involved. When we make a good decision, God will look at that decision and he will get involved. When we, uh, when we make right decisions to move, it makes a world of difference. Zacchaeus' decision not only blessed him, but others as well. The eighth verse says, and Zacchaeus stood and said unto the Lord, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor. And if I have anything from any man by false accusation, I restore him fourfold. If I've done anything wrong, uh, if I've said something wrong, uh, Lord, I'm repenting of it. If I've mistreated somebody, I'm going to change my ways and I'm going to bless them. Why? All of this came about because he made a good decision. And it made a world of difference. The Bible tells us it came to pass that as the people pressed upon him to hear the word of God, he stood by the lake of Gennesaret. And the people pressed upon him, they pressed upon him to hear the word of God. They desired uh, something more than what they had been hearing from others. Jesus wanted to make sure that people understood the the, the spirit of the law and not just the letter of the law. 
the Pharisees uh, depended upon the scribes and took the information and used the letter of the law to their advantage rather than the spirit of the law. And so Jesus was here. Uh, the Bible said that he didn't come to destroy the law, but to bring about uh, to make sure that you had grace and truth. They desired hunger and thirst for truth. They wanted freedom. Words can free you or bound you up. So be careful what you say and to whom you say it to. Uh, the, a good decision makes a world of difference. You know, as I thought about good decisions, I thought about some of the things that we so quickly dismiss. You know, uh, when was the last time you told your, uh, your child, you know, you were a good decision? Uh, you know, maybe um, you would have aborted them, but you did not. And you went through with the pregnancy, and now that child is in the world. Tell that child that they are, a, that they are one of the best decisions that you made, and that was to have them. I, I don't care if it was done out of wedlock or within wedlock, but you make that child feel and understand that they are the best, one of the best decisions that was made. And, and you treat them that way so that they know and feel good about themselves. When was the last time you told your uh, husbands, wives, that you told one another that, you know what, Instead of, instead of yelling and saying something negative, that you was the best decision. You were a good decision uh, to be part of my life. What about your friend? Did you tell your friend, you know, someone that may have been there through thick and thin, that you, that you were a good decision to be a friend with you, to make them feel good? To help? It makes a world of difference when we show that type of gratitude. Who can we tell or what can we tell to somebody that will make a world of difference. I'm telling you if, you, if you bless somebody, you're making a good decision. Bless your Lord God. The Bible said, and he saw two ships standing by the lake. Both of the fishermen were gone out of them and were watching their nets. They had been out toiling. And so the nets get dirty with uh, debris and different stuff. And so they were cleaning their nets. And he entered into one of the ships because there was a press. Remember, there was a crowd of people that were saying, we want to hear the word of God. You know, when I come into the house of God, I'm coming in to hear the word of God. When you come in, you're coming in to hear the word of God. Let's make sure that, that we press. You know, whoever is speaking, we're going to press you uh, because we want to hear the word of God. And so he entered into one of the ships, which was Simon's. And prayed him that, that he would thrust out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the people out of the ship. I feel like shouting right now. I just feel like giving God. You know, I, there is a, a feeling that is overtaking me right now that, that I didn't have when I first stood up. But I, I just feel some strength. I, I feel some power right now. And so the Bible tells us that he sat down and he taught the people out of the ship. Jesus noticed there were two ships parked nearby, one of them uh, being Peter. So he asked, them, asked him to launch and used it as a platform to teach the people. It, was just, it wasn't just the boats that was there. It wasn't just Peter, uh, but an opportunity. Uh, you got to look around at what exists. You got to look around at the different things that there is and know that it is an opportunity waiting to be used. There is help to accomplish that desire. There are opportunities there. We can't just look at it as just being, uh, Jesus didn't look at it as, oh, there's two boats there, they're sitting there, but he saw an opportunity. I'm going to have the, the, the boat uh, driver, I'm going to have the person of the boat uh, to launch out, and I'm going to use it as a platform to accomplish what needs to be done. We can do the same thing. Use it as a platform for what needs to be done. Matter of fact, that's what we're doing right now. We're using different technologies. We're using different things. We're using this edifice as a platform to launch out and to provide the people for what they need. Bless your Lord God. The Bible said now uh, when he had left speaking, he said unto uh, Simon, uh, the minister, the message had gone out. The people have received the desires of their heart 
And he had finished speaking, and he said to Simon, launch out into the deep. Simon, uh, the message is over. And so we're going to move on out a little further. And so they launched out into the deep, and he let down, he said, let down your net for the draw. After Jesus had finished talking to the people, after he had met the collective need, he turned to Simon Peter and said, move out, move out, let's get out of here. And uh, Cornerstone, I think you can relate to this. Uh, have you noticed that uh, how after the service ends that sometimes we may end the broadcast, uh, you know, but then there is that unexplainable second wave that comes in and we begin to get nurtured and fed uh, with that extra scoop, that extra, uh, you know, some whipped cream on top of it. We start to receive something. Uh, certainly, I didn't plan it. It's just something that begins to flow because God, the message, the collective have received it, but God then sends a word. Oh, bless your Lord God. And launches us out into something that's even deeper. Peter was about to get that extra, a little bit of something special. He said, let down your neck for a drop. A drop uh, has several means, but one of them is the act of pulling a, uh, pulling a heavy load. The Lord was telling Peter to get ready for a heavy load. Church, I'm telling you, get ready for a heavy load. Mighty God, bless your Lord Jesus. Uh, get ready, get ready, get ready. My God. Oh, my God, bless your name, Jesus. Yes, you. But Simon looked and answered and said unto him, Master, we toiled all night and have taken nothing. Nonetheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. Peter, like you and I, wrestled with the decision of preparation. Preparation for something unseen. Preparation for something that he had already tried. Peter uh, may have been saying, uh, it is what it is. You know, we, we do that from time. It is what it is. When we come to a, a point of acceptance because of frustration, uh, 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 challenging. Uh, yes, Lord. Pe preachers, listen to what I'm saying. Uh, uh, Sometimes it may seem a little frustrating because you're looking for a certain harvest to occur. And, and because it didn't occur when you thought it should have occurred after you've gone out and you've planted the seeds and you've watered and you... And you're looking for the increase and then it did not happen when you wanted or when you thought it would happen. You may have said it is what it is. You may have come to a point of acceptance. Uh, whatever the situation is, shapes, uh, friends, uh, you may have come to a point of acceptance. Frustrated about uh, the challenging situation that won't seem or did not seem to change when you thought it should. I think maybe Peter felt within himself that I'm a fisherman. I've been out here fishing. I know what it's like to fish. I've cast my nets out. I know what it's all about. And, 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 but you're a carpenter. You, you know, it, it, if we were talking about the roof, uh, you know, framing, uh, you know, it might be a little different. But we're talking about fishing. And so maybe uh, you listening uh, and you look at your situation and you feel a little bit the same way. But I'm here to tell you, a good decision makes a world of difference. Peter had already been fishing, and he used his strength. He exerted his power and exhausted his mind after Peter fought. Bless your name, Jesus. After Peter fought with his emotions, Battled with his own mind. He replied, nonetheless, as I word, will I let down the net. I will, uh, meaning I surrender my will to your, uh, to your will. And so I'm going to let down the net. Peter uh, did not know what to truly expect. Uh, but Peter's word, uh, but your word has power. Uh, the word of God, whatever God has to say has power. Uh, not your word, uh, not your will, but the will of God has the power. And, and so he said, your word, uh, your word, I understand, has meaning. Your word has gone out and is performed. Uh, something none of us should ever forget. And that is Zechariah 4 and 6. For the Bible said there is uh, the, the word of God came to Zerubbabel, uh, just like it's coming to all of us. And he said, not by power, nor by might. But by my spirit, said the Lord, 
I believe if Peter was here today, uh, he would say, amen, that is not by power. He would say, amen, it's not by might, but it's by the spirit of the Lord. And so when he had done this, uh, what did he do? He set his feelings aside. When he had done this, when he came to the realization that it's the master that is speaking, the Bible said that he enclosed a great a multitude of fish and they next begin to break. When you obey the word of God, uh, his word moved out uh, them into the deep. His word said, drop your net. Uh, his word uh, had expectations that it was going to go out and perform that which it was sent to do. His word said, there is a heavy load coming your way. And so uh, when it happened, oh my God, it was astonishing. The Bible said that Peter, uh, he couldn't help himself. He was astonished by the word of God. Uh, so astonished uh, that he fell down at the knees of Jesus. Sometimes God sends the word and, and we preach the word. Sometimes God moves upon us, touches our heart. God does open door and opportunities up for us. And we don't know what to do. We start to feel unworthy. We feel and know that we did not deserve what God has blessed us with. And it causes us to be astonished. And we begin to bow down and to worship the Lord. The Bible said that he had to call over his partners. Call over some mothership so that they can help them out. Oh my God, can't you imagine that when we yield unto God, that when we lift Jesus, we have to call somebody else to come over and help. Oh my God, when we obey what God is saying, it opens up opportunity, not just for us. One good decision makes a world of difference that we have to get some help. My God, that's such a great thing. That to ask for some help. Help me with the people. Help me with the fishes. Help me with the load. Help me, my God. Or even to be asked for help. Oh, bless your Lord Jesus. My God, to be asked for help. Oh, because God is blessing. Because a good decision was made. And it made a world of difference. The Bible says that he was astonished. And he began to bless the Lord. My God. He began to bless him. He began to bless him. He began to bless him. Why? Because one good decision made a world of difference. If he wouldn't have dropped that net, he wouldn't have been able to pick up the load. If he didn't obey what God was saying, even though he had been there, you know, I've been, I've been there, I've done that. We've been out all night. I'm tired. I want to go home and get some rest. Peter might have I've been thinking, I'm going to go home and, and be with my baby. I'm going to go see my wife. You know, I, I want to go kick back and, uh, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm frustrated because of what I did try didn't work. And now you're telling me to try it again? Nonetheless, at your word. Okay. All right. I'm going to try. Not my will, but your will. I'm going to line up with what you're saying. Bless your Lord Jesus. I'm going to dismiss my frustration. I'm going to push those things to the side. I, I, I may have failed. But I'm going to do it again because you said do. I tried it in my own strength. I tried it in my own might. I tried it in my own power. But I know it's not by might, not by power, but by your spirit. And that's what Peter was yielding to, was the spirit of God. He was yielding to what God was saying. Listen, let's yield to what God is saying. Somebody listening and saying, well, you know, I, I'm, they found themselves in the very situation that we're talking about right now. Someone that will hear the message later found themselves in the very situation in which uh, we have, uh, that they are experiencing, saying and scratching their head and wondering, what am I going to do? Maybe they heard the call, you know, as we start to broadcast all the time with the invitation to, to come and they dismissed it. But, you know, a good decision, one good decision makes a world of difference. Bless your Lord Jesus. Listen, I, I'm, I'm, I'm doing, I'm going to do the altar call right now, my God, because you need to make a decision. Bless your name, Jesus. You need to know what is needed, and that thing is one good decision. One good decision makes a difference. If you need to be saved, now I know you need to be saved. The only way you can be saved is to make a good decision. 
Don't stop and say, well, I'm going to think about it. I'm going to. If Peter would have thought any longer, he would have missed out on what he would have been blessed with. That load of fish that Peter received, it began to sink two boats. Both the boats were sinking. They barely made it back. Uh, in the natural, they barely made it back to where they were going. In the spirit, those boats were not going to sink. The reason it appeared like it was going to sink, that it was overwhelming for them. It seemed like they were not going to be able to handle it because God had blessed them so much. You see, God sends a blessing that, that and when he sends a blessing, let me tell you, it's over, it fills the cup up and it will overflow and land in the saucer. And so not only the cup, but the saucer is blessed at the same time. Bless your Lord Jesus. Your decision. There are those... Thank you, Lord Jesus. There are those that right now ministries are on hold. I'm not talking about the, the I'm talking about individuals because of bad because decisions. You need to make a good decision. You need to be taught. You need to be pulled out of some of the stuff that you that you learned growing up. You learned it was good for that time, but it's not good for today. It was good for that moment to get you where you are so that you can be made complete, so that you can be made whole. The Bible said, do not be unequally yoked. We've taken that scripture so many times and have used it to apply to other situations, but that was meant in growth. It was meant for the education for the spiritual man. And we'll deal with that another time. But listen here, you need to be saved. Your family needs to be saved. You need to fulfill the calling that God has in your life. And so one good decision makes a world of difference. Father, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your grace, for your word today. Lord God, for how you have ministered. Lord Jesus, we thank you because you know all things. And all things work together for the good of them that love you. We certainly love you and appreciate you, Lord God. Lord Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for your kindness. We thank you for your mercy, Lord God. Lord Jesus, for what you have illustrated in your word, the testimony of Peter, the testimony, Lord God, of those that experienced, that had encounters with you during the time of your ministry here, Lord God. Father, we pray and ask, Lord God, that you would help those that are in a valid decision. There are good decisions that need to be made and carried out. Lord Jesus, and so we pray and ask, Lord God, that you would bless them, Lord Jesus, to yield unto you, Lord Jesus, not, not their will, but your will to be done. In Jesus' name, amen. The Lord told them he would make them fishers of men on the day of Pentecost after they heard Peter's exhortation. He said, men and brethren, what must we do to be saved? Peter told them, let all the house of Israel know surely that God hath made the same Jesus whom you crucified, both Lord and Christ. When they heard those words, they, they were pricked. They were convicted in their heart. And they said, they asked a question to Peter. Peter has some experience now. And he knew what to do, what to say. And his response was, was that they would repent. Change from their ways. Change from what they're doing. Make a good decision. Told them to be baptized in the name of Jesus because that's for remission of sin. And he told them that you receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. As he continued ministering about the chapter 3 and the 19th verse, he said, Repent therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out when the time of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. You want your sins blotted out You've got to do something. You've got to make a good decision. It's going to make a world of difference. You want to be saved? 
as those that ask Peter, what can we do to be saved? You're going to have to repent of your sins. You're going to be baptized in Jesus' name for the remission. If something sins is remitted, it's in Jesus' name. And need to tarry for the Holy Ghost and not stop tearing to be filled with his fear. I heard this prayer. Say, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Bless your Lord Jesus, mighty God. Make a good decision. It's going to make a world of difference. If you missed any part of the broadcast, you can visit our website, connectingtruth.org, and click God on Demand. It will take you to the message archives. Be a blessing and share the broadcast with someone else. My prayer is that see you here, here at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona, California. Or to see you there, and that is in the presence of the Lord. Until then, be blessed. Be blessed, mighty God.